what up everyone welcome again to another episode from my mom's garage as always this is your host tony with my boy nicky hello what's going on my people how you doing broski better than most oh my god i had a good weekend this weekend talk to me i went i went to the uh well we went have we went to izzy bond and we had dinner with one of our podcast friends janice from stay nerdy podcast Yep, yep. It was fun, entertaining. We were just talking about nerd fun conversations, sh- nerd conversations, <laughs> and other stuff. Uh, but other than that, Saturday I actually went to Orlando Toy Con. I think that was called Toy and Comic Con. I guess it was calling it. It's funny because I really thought you were gonna hit me up before <clears> you went over there. I, I, what the thing was with that as I, and funny enough, my wife was like, "Where's Nick?" And I was like, "I told him last night I was gonna go, and I was gonna go early," and. For some reason, I was just like, why isn't he here? And then by that point, I was, we were already half hour in, and we were leaving because we were meeting him for lunch right after that. So I was like, oh, Nick is going to show up. Yeah, but you say, like, Nick's not going to show up. Like, I knew you were there. No, I know, but that's the thing. I was like, I told Nick I was going to be here, but I forgot to call you in the morning just to confirm again to remind you. So that was my bad. No, because it's like, you could tell me you're going to be somewhere at 6 <clears> in the morning. I'm still not going to do anything until you call me at, six, at 5 in the morning saying you're going to be there at 6 in the morning. <laughs> I know, I know. Because <laughs> I just feel like if I just show up somewhere, you're not going to be there. Yeah, because I've done that. A few times, so <laughs> sorry about that. It's all good. But <clears throat> it was good. It was it was at the Avanti Palms Resort on International. It was very small. It was like $15, which is a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. And they, have, they had a good amount of vendors and a lot of great sales. The only unfortunate thing about the whole thing was with me, it was like there was too many Funko Pop vendors. And I stopped collecting Funko Pops, but a lot of them were there. So I, most of those that had Funko Pops, I just completely passed, bypassed them. It was like, let me get to the other figures. And there was a few good figures that I left stranded, thinking I was going to come back around to pick up, and I didn't. And I was sad about it. <laughs> yes So let me just tell you A little journey about it So There was this vendor <clears throat> And he had uh, This uh, Diamond Select Vision The comic book version Not the Paul Bettany mm-hmm. And he holds out a bin On the floor With anime ones yeah. Which one was Saitama from One uh, One Punch Man Yeah So And my And I was, I'm really good with Like budgeting If I'm gonna go out to shop I'm like If I have If I'm like Oh whatever Whatever I spend Is whatever I spend but today I'm like I'm I'm being very selective. I'm like I'm giving myself a fifty dollar limit. Okay. Either whatever I could get for fifty dollars, it be one figure, five figures, two figures, doesn't matter. Fifty dollars is my limit. So the first table that I actually got to stop in, and they had those two figures, and my wife is like, just get them. And I'm like, no, I don't want to. If I find another figure that I really want, then I don't want to go over budget. Just because that's what I set for myself today mentally. I set my bar. I'm like, 50 bucks, I don't want to go over budget. She's like, I'll pay for you. I'm like, no, it's not about you paying it for me. This is me wanting to shop around and not come home with like 10 boxes of figures just to find space for them. So we go back around and um, we shop, we shop, we shop. We look around. We buy some comics and we go back to the table right before we're about to head out. And unfortunately, the Saitama figure was sold. So it was like, fuck. And, and she was like, well, how about the vision? I'm like, I'm like, I don't, um, I'm not sold on it. I'm like, I like the figure, but I'm not like a huge vision fan, but I kind of want like most Marvel f- characters that I, I, I know and mm-hmm. Vision is one of them, but he's like the least one that I know out of all of them. Mm-hmm. 
But I was like, you know what? Don't worry about it. We're just going to go to lunch. So we go to lunch we, and we drop you off because we picked you up. I went back. You're punk ass. <laughs> I went back to the thing because they were, fi- <laughs> they were closing in 20 minutes or something. Like that. They were closing in 20 minutes. The original minutes. ticket lets you back in. Huh? Your original ticket? Yeah, because I had the band. I never took off. There was like a wristband. I never mm-hmm. took it off. Okay. Because my idea was like, oh, we're having lunch early. So I'm like, maybe I have enough time to go. If it's there, I could probably, you know, negotiate a price difference. Maybe. But when we got there, it was sold. It was already sold. So I was like, oh. But they're having another another event. This weekend as actually uh, Coliseum of Comics is having the road show, which is free entry, which is a bunch of figures and other vendors that selling all their mm. uh vintage toys or figures or whatever so i'm gonna check that out this weekend and i think a few weeks after that there's another one another toy convention and i know there's a funko one which i'm not going to i'm not saying that now but i'm like maybe they have other people that sell other things other than funko Mm -hmm. so that's gonna be my journey right now getting to some statues and figures and then eventually i want to get to 3d printing print my own figures i don't know like honestly with funko pop i feel like it's weird because funko pops i feel like i've taken over as the icon of those characters specifically like and, and, and as opposed to actually trying to find the original vintage of something like that like because like i told you the other day i would like to start building a little collection not even to display just to kind of keep stored you know and preserved yeah of like characters i grew up with that really kind of resonated with me like buffy the vampire slayer yeah um you know cast of like you know, definitely, like, let's say Thundercats, He-Man, or really go a little crazy if I could find them, especially in original packaging, it'd be crazy. Uh, Silverhawks. Oh, the Silverhawks? Supposedly they're making a remake of it. But that's what I'm saying. It, it just seems like everything is, everything's eventually going to get a, some kind of a reboot or something. Like yeah. This. And when that happens, usually those, those that just appreciates the value. <clears throat> yeah. No, but the original in, stuff. In, reco- in, in, in referencing Funko Pops or mm-hmm. vintage figures. I completely get with you with original packaging of like Voltron, Thundercats. I'm, I was never a big fan of G.I. Joe. Or I, I watched it. But I, I, the funny thing is, it kills me because now that I look at the G.I. Joes now, especially the one I the one I purchased for my niece for a 316, and it was literally just one. Remember, I, I used to. So my parents used to bribe me for to get good grades. By giving me a GI Joe, and it wasn't like every that was an incentive. Card. They were not bribing you. There, there was an incentive. What's the difference? Huh? It's in, yeah, it's different. Same thing. Bribe incentive. I mean, what? Yeah, they give me something for something I do. Bribe sounds like they like they 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 know you can't achieve it. No, <laughs> it just, they just it was just something they they were easy with. Like, it was just something they just felt like. Well, you know, he'll he'll want to give us more A's if we tell him he can get this. So. Uh, but it's funny because it wasn't even just like report cards or anything. Like, it was literally every single test. Yeah. So every time I brought him a test with an A on it, it would give me a GI Joe. So yeah. I would, I would, I had hundreds. I don't even know if I had a lot of the, um, the vehicles. Wait, so what happened if you got a B? Did you get like a different figure? Like, oh, we're gonna give you gem, a gem <laughs> figure. Like C would be like Punky no, Brewster. Like, I think I probably just got, probably just got like, uh, um. No, no, I just didn't get <laughs> they it. Like, just, they just downgrade the, the toy figure. It literally was, it was like an exchange. And hierarchy. You know, that would be awesome, though. It'd be like, you know, if you get A, you get, like, He-Man. I mean, uh, G.I. Joe, because that was your top figure, I guess. And, like, second, if you get a B, you get, like, a He-Man. C, you get, like, something that you don't like the least. And, like, D is, like, you get a Barbie or whatever you didn't like. It doesn't matter, like, was it Stretch Armstrong? But that would be funny if they had, a, like, a hierarchy 
like a grade, a grade no, like equivalent. I, also, I think that's why I liked it so much because it was very straightforward exchange. A piece of paper with an A on it, I get a G.I. Joe, period. So, but um, I think about all the G.I. Joes I had back then, and if I was to have kept them, even even in a box somewhere just all scrambled around like that, how much value they would have brought. Yes. That would have been at least a couple, like, at least a thousand dollars or more. Yeah, easy. But that's what's crazy. It's like, so now, like, damn, you know, you think about it, even the Nintendo. I remember I had a Nintendo with like a hundred some games. Oh, that's an easy thousand bucks. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Like, I'm. I, I, I see people selling it with like the system, the original system, and the cords. Like three games for like four hundred bucks or something like three hundred. Anyway, that's what that's what bothers me. So now I have to. I'm pretty much very much. If I don't use something, I will get rid of it. But now I start questioning whether it. Like for example, I used to be a huge collector of Spawn figures, right? Yeah. I had two hundred pieces. And I never had them in boxes or anything. I just had them out in display. display. Yeah, even I, the loose ones, depending on the rarity, you could still sell the loose ones. For I do. I had all the manga, yeah. the manga spawn, and those were hard for me to find like back then. So I can imagine now. Um, but that's what I'm saying. I literally just started giving those away so quickly back then. But I'm like, I would literally have just put those in storage somewhere. That would have also been of value. Oh yeah, most definitely. So it just it just kicks my I see myself in the butt like with things like that now. Yeah. So, well, let's see. What are you going to start collecting? No, like I said, right now, I would love to start looking for toys that were created for specific uh, pop culture things that I loved when I was a kid. Yeah. So definitely, like um, like I said, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, definitely Fifth Element, like the original Fifth Element dolls. Okay. Which, apparently, I didn't even know they had them, but they yeah. did. Yeah. So now we're in the search. So, guys, if you ever see any Fifth Element dolls... Oh, hit us every- up. Hit us up at fmmg.podcast at gmail so Nick can find it and buy it. And what pop culture toys would you want? Pop culture pop- toys. Influential pop culture toys. Influential you- pop pop culture toys that you want to collect. That I, collection that I grew up on, or yeah, that influenced you specifically. I'm trying to think. It I would even buy now. I would even buy now. Like uh, like for example, I would. Mine's would be the Office, the full cast of the Office on Fungo, but not because. The only thing I, 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 I'm trying to stay away from because they'll have like Michael, but like nine different versions of Michael. I just want a standard Michael, standard Phyllis. Mm. Do I already have a Dwight in the gym? I have a, I have a, a Michael Pam. I just want the cast original. Let me ask you a question. Uh, just, just because I, I, my, my own ignorance. Yeah. Do they have a series of Funko Pops? I feel like this would be valuable. They have a series of Funko Pops where Dwight is pretending to be all those characters. Yes. They, they have a series of... They already have one. We, we saw one that he was Kerrigan. <laughs> they have another one that he was uh, the Straw King. I remember I saw that one. Oh, no, no. But I mean, like, he's like all the characters. That, remember he wrote... He that, was a joker. Yeah, the Camino... He pretends to be, to be all the characters of The Office. Like... The, the Oh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know if they have that series. <laughs> that but that would, would be, be fucking dope to have as a collection. That's awesome. But I know they did, they ha- they're coming out with the ones that he... The characters he's played, like the Joker, mm-hmm. uh, Straw King... Uh, Kerrigan, mm-hmm. um, was it Recyclops? <laughs> like all those are coming out with figures like that. But if they do, or even the mask when he was doing the CPR yeah, episode, yeah, yeah. I think they're coming out with something like that. But I stop. I stopped collecting because of Marvel. Why? Because it just became too too. No, not because of that. It's because the the what I love about the Funko Pops is because they they look like the characters a little bit, but there's an agreement with Funko and I think Disney mm-hmm. when it comes to Marvel and 
Oh, the misleading? No, not the misleading. Or like uh, Star Wars characters. If I'm not mistaken, they're all bobbleheads. Oh. And I hate bobbleheads. The only thing about the only thing that gets me nervous about Funko Pops, I know the popularity is it's been consistent for a while. But I'm just afraid it's gonna be like one of those because for example, if I just collect the figures from the original in the original packaging, somebody's gonna want that, right? Yeah. But I feel like I just hope Funko Pops doesn't become the new Furby. It's oversaturated as it is. No, but that's like for, remember Furby was a thing where people used to collect it and it was worth money. Not even Furbies, think of Beanie no, Babies. Beanie Babies, sorry, that's what I was yeah. saying. Beanie Babies, yeah. Where I felt like it became such a weird pop culture thing that obsession. Yeah, that now I guarantee they're probably not worth anything. I don't know. I just it I depends. Like not worth it, anything. it depends on it, it. A lot of it depends on the rarity of those items mm-hmm. because now that they have like um, like GameStop exclusives, Funkos, Target exclusive, Walmart, CVS exclusives. No, I get it, but that's. The value is given based on what people give the it. The rarity. Yeah, but not only that, but see, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's one thing. Okay, so if you come out with a toy and, it, you know, people buy that toy, don't buy that toy, but you happen to keep one in pristine condition for years later, that's that 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 inherently has its value, right? But I feel like with Funkos, they're designed to be valuable, and that's where I'm like. It only comes in the in the rarity. That's, that's what I'm saying, but that's, but, that's, but that's what I'm saying is that. Because I if you like think about it, let's say in the essence of video games, so uh, like say in the Nintendo, the original mm-hmm. Nintendo, if you find, I want to say, um, Super Mario, mm-hmm. they 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 over, there was an overproduction of it, so people come across it, hand over fist every time, mm-hmm. but like there'll be other titles that they probably made instead of the three million copies they did for Nintendo for Mario Brothers, they only did. 40,000. 40, mm. So even though that's still in the same realm of that system, the rarity of you finding it is is high, very slim because of time, uh, either the, the quality of how, how somebody handled the game or like the, the box. If you're going to put in reference about, back to Funko, the rarity of how many uh, they produced and what's the condition of the box in if they don't so, take okay. it out. But this is, this is my argument. Okay, so like, let's say if I'm if I have a GI Joe vintage GI Joe from back in 1984, yes, and it's in pristine condition, right? As a collector, there's different things about that GI Joe that you could appreciate: the fact that it's from 1984, the box design, the marketing, the colors, the the way it was made, everything like that, right? Those are all different different extreme elements to that GI Joe that you could yeah. be like, "Wow, this is amazing." Versus a Funko Pop, regardless of it's what it's supposed to be. They're all built the same. They all technically they all look alike. The, They're all the, pretty much standard with a, mold. with a small variation to make them look like whatever you want. You're trying to make them look like yeah, standard mold. So that's what I'm saying. So what about it when it comes to the, the oversaturation of all Funko Pops, and people just get tired of the whole concept altogether? Even if you have a rare one, they're just tired of the overall concept. And that's why I feel like that's what I'm afraid of investing money into that because, like, if people just get tired of the overall concept. Regardless if you have one of, let's say, a very special Star Wars one or something like that, people might be like, ah, well, there's no value in it because nobody cares. Versus if you had the original toy from Star Wars, like, man, you could tell that old, it was so, made, this, like, all the, the packaging, there's a so lot of elements to it. There, So then you fall into the realm of, now you're falling into the realm, like, one culture is a collector's culture. You know what I mean? 
whatever whatever rarity if depending if it's a Funko or a toy that came from 1984. And then you're saying that because of oversaturation that the market is placing on Funkos that people are either going to die out and they're going to lose the, that they're going to lose their value. Like Beanie's babies did after a certain time frame, like almost going to be a, a, a fad. Yeah. That like happened. It, that's so that's now you, so now you fall into a subculture is like the, the people that are like super star Wars collectors. So it doesn't matter mm. if it's Funko. doesn't matter if it's Mattel, Hasbro, whoever's made whatever star Wars figure. If mm-hmm. I don't, if I don't have it, I need it. And you're going to have those people that's going to add that value because now you get into a smaller circle, which you're going to, you could price it higher possibly depending on the rarity of whatever it is. But again, you're going back to the same thing as that. If, but I'm uh, saying even, be, if, uh, even, even if I'm saying, sorry. Um, so even if the entirety of the collector's sphere mm-hmm. thinks that Funko's is shit. So we're going from there. Mm-hmm. So now you're saying, so from my perspective telling you is that even if you have that, you're still going to have that, that subculture of collectors that are super specific, like with star Wars, let's say that will still buy and add that value that not the general public of cult of collectors would have. I, I get what you're saying. I understand where you're coming from. I guess basically even in that, that very extreme subculture, you know, basically, they still the values are still gonna. They hold. were still they were they're still prioritized less than other things. Yes, like again, going back to the original G- the original Star Wars character from the nineteen eighties or seventies that they came out with that time. That still holds ten times more value than any Funko Pops after that. So I'm, that's that's yeah. what we're getting that kind of thing. Okay, but I, again, I just I'm just saying that I'm just getting an idea of it because again, Funko Pops for the most part are identical. They just have very small variations that make them into whichever the one they are. So their their values straight up what we put on it versus other ones that you could probably have more things to say why the why it's valuable yeah versus it just being like it's almost like if I if I took a piece of clay and just put the name of somebody on it but for some reason I, I create a subculture where everybody's like man those are those are cool yeah because but you have to look for the rare names yeah but they're all basically just still mounds of clay that mean nothing like they're all <laughs> the same exact mounds of clay they just have names on them. And I'm not saying that's what Funko Pops is. I'm just saying is that, again, if Funko Pops as a whole, like, loses value. Crashes tomorrow. Crashes because, again, you're not, you're, basically, if I go to a room and I see Funko Pops, I might look for the ones based on the stuff that I like. However, if I just see too much or there's too many, I'm sick of overall Funko Pops because yeah, it's it's too much. From a distance, they're all the same. You know what I'm saying? Like No, that's, and I think that I fell into that. Well, I fell in because of the bobblehead thing, and yep. then I also fell into the when they had what series was I was first collecting. I think I was collecting. I think it was I don't know if it was Star Wars, but is it Star Wars? Yeah, it was Star Wars. But this is like Funko, like mid nineties or like late nineties, early two thousand Funkos when when they didn't have that hype. Mm-hmm. So a coworker of mine gave me. Boba Fett and uh, Yoda, and they were Funkos. But I'm like, I've never seen these type of Funkos, and these were like older Funkos before they got the popularity that they did now. So they didn't even have the same structure they did before. And I wanted to collect those, and then I started going to the new Funkos that we have now. And then I went down this rabbit hole trying to collect as many as I can of different like comic books, <laughs> movies. Like I, I, I wanted. Oh, that's the one I wanted to do the Marty McFly one. 
the Back to the Future. But then that's like, there's five different versions of Marty. I'm like, I don't want fucking five versions of Marty. Give me one. And that's it. I'm like, I don't want to spend 10 bucks each for the same Marty I'm going to have. It's just repetitive on my wall. Mm. I was like, fuck that. So I stopped. But. No, and don't get me wrong. As somebody, who, Marty, yeah, as somebody who has like some like instances of HD, like like that kind of like hypertension where everything needs to like match. Yeah. I get, I get the the want to that because think about it. If I was to have a huge collection of every single pop culture figure out, period, the fact that they all similarly look alike and they're all unified and a thing like that, yeah. I think is gorgeous. However, I'm just kind of stating this weird little idea I have of if people just got tired of the overall concept of Funko Pops, does that lose value for every single one of them, period? No, it doesn't. Well, but now that I'm talking about mm. Martin McFly Back to the Future, did you see the um, Boss Logic release a photo of uh, <laughs> Don Toretto did, in the DeLorean? Well, we were talking about it because, like, okay, so you had originally said that um, well, before, you know, before the last uh, uh, Fast and Furious. Nine. I said it. I called it. I'm like, this motherfucker is going to space. Because we were trying to think, well, it's the most ridiculous thing they could do. And you're right. That was a perfect um, a prediction. Because I fucking called that shit. Because it's like that was that would be the most ridiculous thing to happen in a movie about guys who just basically race cars. Yeah, especially one that's supposed to be like you're, they're supposed to be kind of serious about it. So obviously now that that's happened, yes. The next argument is what is another? What is the most ridiculous thing that can happen in this one? Oh no, they're gonna go further in. And that, well, that's what I'm saying. That's why Boss Logic is the whole thing with Boss Logic makes time, time travel. <laughs> They, but the thing is, they even they even speculated. Oh I've, I've talked about this before, but they even speculated about them doing a crossover with Transformers, <laughs> like that. But on top of that, and there's a great segue because I remembered about that was uh, Tyrese. So Tyrese uh, just put a post out on Instagram, and it said, "Yeah, we out here. Welcome to the Fast Family at Pride of Gypsies." Pluto, here we come. So, if you don't know, part of Gypsy is Jason Jason Momoa. Yeah, and I heard. I heard about the concept. Of, it, he's confirmed. He's confirmed. He's confirmed, and he's going to be the villain of Fast Ten, which supposedly is going to be a two parter. Oh, <laughs> you know. Okay, so this is my thing. I it's not that I don't. I, it's not that I dislike Fast and Furious movies like that. It's just if it's not. I, it's not Hobbs and Shaw. That's why. <laughs> no, Hobbs and Shaw at least is. I just say no. They're they're silly. They make fun of them, so I don't care. But I feel like so. Whose relative is Jason Momoa going to be? Huh? I feel like Jason Momoa is going to be. They're going to tie it into Hobbs and Shaw when when Hobbs was like he's like Hobbs cousin. <laughs> no, because so, the, the 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 Samoan side of the family. So here's the silly part about like this. this I feel like Fast and Furious movies are powered by stardom, by by people's. Uh, like basically their star power. Yes. Because every movie they need to find somebody who is very popular to put in it to keep the movie going. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Because I mean think about it, every other movie, I mean, you don't really see like you see certain guest spots of actors in movies or like especially let's say James Bond, they usually try to find the prettiest girl to, to cameo in it. But I feel like Fast Furious needs somebody who's very popular in action in every movie in order to keep it relevant. Yeah, because Vin Diesel ain't doing it for everybody right now. I just, I don't know. I or just felt for like the last the, few years. 
I just felt like because the cast is the the cast how they were introduced were interesting, but it just felt like they became completely different from when they started, and they all fell flat. But the only thing I liked about the last one mm-hmm. is the meta jokes that they did about Tyrese never getting hurt. Like that he's there basically acknowledging that he lives in this weird universe. Is that he never gets hurt? Like I, 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 all these people shooting me, not one bullet. Like the grades make sure. So I like the fact that they're doing that. But now that they have Jason Momoa, I, I want to see. I feel like he's gonna be like Dom's cousin. Like because now that 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 the Rock is not in it, they're gonna kill him off. I love if they kill him off screen, and that he's just coming for redemption. Oh my god! Like he's. He's, um, he's, he's going to blame Toretto for whatever happened to Dom. To, now, to, the question, to, can he do that? I wonder, can he do that? Like, What do you mean? Well, they have Hobbs and Shaw, right? Yeah. So, basically, you're going to kill off Hobbs. Like, they can make another. So, like, they can, like, because if he kills off Hobbs, then they can't, they won't be another Hobbs and Shaw. So, that means they can, he can. Never, who control? Like, who controls the, the character? Paramount? I guess that's who owns it, right? I think Paramount owns it, but. I'm just saying but it's heavily, the, it's heavily, but that's the thing. I it's, think it's heavily implied. Like you, you would think Vin, Vin Diesel is has been has been the executive producer of that show or that franchise since like uh, the second movie. I think it was or the third. He came after he came on. He's been executive producer for all of them. I get that. So I don't know if he has he bought some of the rights to it that like nobody could be on it unless he says to say so or well they can't be a fast furious unless he has to say so or maybe but if it's if I'm it's how the question is but again. There's a difference between who can be in it and out. The question is, does he have control of the characters? Yeah, because it's part of the franchise. It's Not part necessarily of, it's, like, yeah. I'm saying. What do you mean? It's like Marvel can't control none of the, who has control of the characters in the Marvel movies? They do. No, 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 but that's different because they own the rights. Marvel owns the rights. I, that's what I'm saying. I think that Vin Diesel owns part of the rights of Fast and the Furious. You know what? I'm going to look it up. Well, just, well, what do you think? What you, you tell so, me? It's just gonna be funny if he tries to kill him off off screen. Just like that, that that just that would just come off as a petty move. Oh, that would be super fucking petty, bro. Um, but that would be fucking awesome at the same time. Like, fuck you for not coming on. You're dead. <laughs> for real, think about that. But the thing is, you think he would care? Like, eh, fine. Uh, I got other luck. franchises. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still waiting for for uh, Jumanji three. Jumanji three. Oh yeah, they left it kind of hanging. I can't wait for part three if they ever come out with it. I think might, and it it ended pretty. well. I was excited to how they ended it too. So, um, but anyways, I don't know. I just, I like I said, I, it just feels like it feeds off of people's popularity. And the funny thing is, it didn't even do it well with certain people because, um, what's your name? The artist, um, uh, what's your name? Ah, oh, why am I blanking on her name? Uh, Cardi B. Cardi B didn't even have anything. Didn't really have a big role at all. Barely a role. Mm-hmm. And you know they use her name to sell the movie, and she barely like showed up on screen. Yeah, I, know. I thought it was I thought it was weird. Like, why would you do that? Like, you use her name to because she's like, oh, I'm in the movie, I'm in the movie. But she literally, like, I felt like she had like one or two lines. They did that with um, uh, what's his name? Um, what uh, the actress from? That. They just did a lawsuit over it, like two guys trying to do start a class loss, class uh, action lawsuit. Oh wait, oh no, no, yeah, I remember that. We were discussing that for a long time. I think. Well, I think what that's was your name? Hmm? What was your name? Uh, you gotta make me look it up. 
It's um the character. She's from uh, Knives Out. She was the last Bond girl. Um, she, I got it. You got her name? Yeah, I got her name. I got it. Ana de Aranmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that. But we, we but just, but we to, all right, that. so yeah, so we going back, that. going back, we, let's go back. So off of uh uh oh wait, so D uh, so Vintage didn't particularly long to return to the Fast and Furious franchise, but Universal, the studio behind the franchise, persuaded him to come back by offering the right to a franchise he did one, or oh, Riddick, a series of cult science sci-fi movies where Diesel plays a big bruiser, bruiser of an action hero in space. So he doesn't own the rights to, to uh, Fast and the Furious. But he makes, but he, the way he, he, he's the way he carries himself, he does. He feels like he does. Like he, he's heavily, heavily, he has a lot of persuasion influence. and mm-hmm. influence to say what he wants to keep them. But the movie's ending in two more movies. So after that, they don't, okay. it won't matter at that point. But talking about The Rock, and mm-hmm. we talked about him last week, saying that he made a big announcement that uh, he is making another video game movie. Mm-hmm. And we were going back and forth, and my prediction was it's going to be Gears, which I thought would have been an amazing uh, story to tell. Uh, because just the props alone would have been epic. Yeah, just a fucking yeah, sci-fi fucking combat movie, great. But now he's coming with Call of Duty, and I don't know which era they're going to use. Most likely Modern Warfare Two, keep it a little bit current, or even maybe Black Ops. Or I don't know, I don't know if they're gonna what which way they're gonna go with it. I feel like there's I don't know why it's it's I think it's a cheap. Way I to come get up. I get that it's a popular game, but I, it's popular because people play like people play with friends. It's almost like trying to make a movie for um for um Fortnite. That's true. It's it's you know the whole premise, the whole reason it's so popularity is just. It's not the story of the game. It's just people playing it. That's all it is. Yeah. Like you know what the you know the best um, the best movie for uh, um, uh, Fortnite was what? Ready Player One. Okay. Because again, it was not about. There's no story in the game itself that makes it as interesting as just playing with your friends, and that's what Ready Player One was. So this one, I feel like I don't know. You were you were probably right. The story of Gears was way Gears better. Gears would have been way more compelling, way more yeah. interesting. And I think it would even give him more, if they if they would have delved more into the backstory, mm-hmm. into Gears, and like the story of the characters themselves, I think it would have given him more of an emotional anchor so he could do it more, a little bit more, even even to be heavily action to give him more dramatic moments mm-hmm. so people could take him there. Because a lot of the movies he's done recently, he's either... He's always been in action or something that he's very charismatic, but it's never been. He's never. I never seen him in a drama, mm-hmm. per se. If, if he has, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm gonna have to look at his list of movies. I think there was one that he was in it. Walking it was, Tall. Walking Tall, but that was so full. It of was action. action, but it really was like it was supposed to, to be more serious. Yeah. Or the other one was Fast. Gridiron Gang. That was another one. That was mm-hmm. more of a drama, but that was his early career. So it wasn't. I think what, he was trying to be more versatile in his early career. Yeah, but. he was trying to take pick up as many roles, different roles he can. Like comedy, you know, he did a few comedies. He did a uh, sent. Uh, was it Journey to Witch Mountain, which yeah. was a little bit action but more comedy. I was so upset that movie didn't do better, or it probably didn't. Probably wasn't a better movie. Yeah, because I used to love those movies when I was a kid. 
the which ones? The race Return which to Witch Mountain, yeah. Oh. You don't know that was a reboot? Yeah, I knew it was, but I never saw the original. There was like two or three movies that were like that. Oh, I didn't see any of them. Yeah, it was just about two kids with powers. Um, so, yeah. But the the Call of Duty, I'm like, I did. Although, but, you know what would be interesting? What? Combine Call of Duty with um, Last Action Hero. Oh, okay. So, he is a character in the game. So, like, gamer? Ca- yeah, so gamers playing him as a, ga- as a character in the game. And like the he fights the, the same goal. Yeah, but that's that's an actual person. Like I'm talking about like like he comes out being that same badass character he is in the game, but in real life, thinking that he's still in the game. Oh, okay. Kind of like that's what kind of class like so basically last action hero. So yeah. taking last action hero instead of combining it to be another movie thing, you make it into a game thing. Okay. That's only if they go with the comedic route. But knowing that they're doing Call of Duty, they won't. I know, I know. But it was just it's just kind of a way to go with it. But um, we'll see how they play. Because, again, like I said, I I, I don't I couldn't even tell you, to begin to tell you the storyline of Call of Duty. There's no storyline. There's like, just missions. There, there is. All right. So let me backtrack. Some of the games, they do. Some of the series that did come out, they do tie into being a, lo- a longer storyline. But nothing that carried much weight to it mm-hmm. to make it a, a movie. And talking about that, great segue. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. There was another video game, uh, movie, a video game that's coming out to becoming a movie that is going to be done by the writers of Sonic, the Hedgehog. Okay. They do, the the writers that they did Sonic one and two, they're coming out with this new uh, game movie, uh, and the game is called It Takes Two. The movie is called no. The season? game, the video game is called It Takes Two. And they're going to make it to a movie? And they're going to make it to a movie. And I don't know what? if you heard, heard of it. Have you heard of it? No. All right. So this is, I think this is one of the greatest games to be picked up. Might be one of the greatest games. Well, first of all, it did win Game of the Year wait, for wait, 2021. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, I'm trying to go ahead. It did win game, game of the Year for 2021 last year for the Game Awards. Okay. So the so before I go into it, what did you want to say, though? I th- remember a game. I was visiting you in your house when you were living in, in Fort Lauderdale, and I remember this game you were playing where you were like, it looked like you were two brothers. And so you had to get past things, but you were both characters. You had to switch back and forth. So, like, you had to get through mazes and stuff like that, but you would switch back and forth to different, two different characters in order yes. to play it. So you were one player, but you had to play two different characters. Yes. And you had to somehow make them work in tandem to yes. beat the, Was that that game? Yes. Okay, So cool. take take that concept, mm-hmm. same concept of that. But the twist with this with, the, with this one is that one per, is that a one-player per, player game. It always has to be by, played by two people. You could either be one person using two controllers, mm-hmm. but I think it would be more difficult depending on the game. Mm-hmm. But the idea of the game itself, I think, carries a lot more weight that the storytelling would be amazing. So let me just get into the, a little bit of the game. Mm-hmm. So the. <clears throat> all right. So let me get into a little bit of the game. So the game is about these, this couple named Cody and May, and they are in the they're about to get divorced. Okay. Right. So they're getting divorced and their daughter hears this. So she grabs these two little dolls okay. and does like a, a role playing with it to to um, like mimic like I'm like, oh, I really want to be your friend. Let's be friends again. 
because she found out their parents getting divorced. So she starts crying. And then now the parents are trapped inside of the body of the dolls. So they have to like through all their hardships and all their the struggles they're having between the relationships, they have to find ways to work together to try to get out. Hmm. So they they start interacting with um <clears throat> excuse me. So they they try to interact with inanimate objects, but those things have feelings. So the I think they I've never played the game, but I'm just from what I read and a little bit clips and so I feel like there'll be like a doll that she's like, "Oh, remember me when I grew up?" and like it, it gives them a glimpse of their memories together mm-hmm. while trying to work out the the differences trying to work together throughout this whole maze okay. in the game. Okay. So I'm like, that's one. It's heavy for divorce. Two, you you very honey. I shrunk the kids. Eh? Very honey. I shrunk the kids. Very honey. I shrunk the kids. Yes. And then on top of that, you have the kids trying to deal with everything that's going on, and then you dealing with the parents. They have to force each other to to work together when at the at that moment, they're yeah. at odds end. So it's. It's a one is a great game to, to play because then if you're playing with somebody like beside you, like you have to work together. Mm-hmm. But the storyline itself, I'm like, that's that that could be so adaptable to a current market or a current storyline right now, just with like almost like you said, honey, I shrink the kids. So it'll be adaptable to tell that story in that way coming from a video game. You know, what would be more interesting, too, is if you make it so that. um not just trying to get through the maze of it that is that the dialogue plays right and depending on your response to those dialogues back and forth because basically so if the animosity or anger between the two people continues yeah the controls on like how to control the character your character to work with the other character starts to diminish yeah so basically you know whether it's like you know how much you have control over it or or, you know, basically how much your character, like, your character is making it more difficult to control, you know, like, to, to push to one side or another because they don't want to work with that person. Yeah. So now you have to work with not just the controls and work with that person, but also trying to keep a cordial conversation from without escalating because the more anger you guys have to each other, the harder yeah. the two characters work together in the game. Yeah. So then I'm like... That'd be cool. And then um, the... Uh, and I was like looking at them, like, and you know, automatically, I really knew who I wanted to be, the mom and dad. Not in the live version, like the adult, like the real life version, but the the forms of the dolls that they're gonna be playing. Because I don't know if it's gonna be the animated. forms of the dolls or the people. The people that are playing there are the dolls. Okay, who? It, I wanted to be Jack Black and Rachel Wise. Which is Rachel Wise? Uh, she was in the Mummy, Return to Disobedience, Constantine, Black Widow. She was the mom in Black Widow. Why her? She's older. And no, but, you know, but aside from the age, like, why her? I like her. I like her. I like her. And I, and I think I, I've seen her, like, when she was in um The Black Widow. I don't know. For some reason, I'm like, she could be a good counterpart to Jack Black's comedy. Like, okay. that balance. I don't know why. And I've been wanting to see Jack Black in the movie for the fucking longest time. Yeah, I wonder what his been. And what me? Well, then I can't really say that because he was literally in Jumanji. Yeah. But, but yeah, no, he hasn't really made other than that because obviously all those other he did goosebumps just recently with it too. That was more. That was a more recent Jumanji. Part two. That was not more recent. Oh, I, th- I thought it was around the same time. But 
so that with that being said, mm. I was like, not the adult version. If it was like the the because the parents are different from what the dolls look like. Because yeah. I didn't know the story is going to be heavily based on the doll's journey. I would mm. want them to be Jack Black and Rachel Weisz. I don't know why. For the minute, no, hey, dude, you you have your choices, and you you know you know what the how you see it in your head that works. I don't know. I, I just feel like he's like stop it. Like you know, it's little moments of like. I would screens. actually love to see a Jack Black uh, rom com. No, like serious movie, like where he he um, where it shows like say he uses, he uses his kind. Like for example, uh, I would like to see a Jack Black transition to more of a Robin Williams role. Oh. Because Robin Williams had a way of doing his roles where there was a lot of comedy and he's very, you know, crazy like that. But then he would always have these really dramatic, serious role, serious moments in in his movies. And you're like, wow, where did where did that come from? It's it like, you know, I pick one. I mean, Bicentennial Man, you know, yeah. what dreams may come. Like, I would love to see Jack Black, especially now that he's was in his 50s. Something like that. Something like start playing those kind of roles where he can still be 52. His, he can still be his kind of crazy self. Yeah. But then because I think he has a, I think he's been acting for long enough that he has the acting chops to do it. He was in Biodome. I just recently saw that movie. You don't know who was in Biodome? Yeah. Wait, who was in Biodome? He was uh, the the wasn't he the, the, the guy who, who drove the pizza? No. No. He was, it was him, it was Tenacious D. It was him and his friend mm-hmm. that they were the two band that was playing at the college. Everybody was giving each other back massages. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just watching that movie recently. I'm like, is that fucking Jack Black? I'm like, yes. <laughs> and then, funny enough, I'm like, damn, I haven't seen him in such movies. And then I read about this movie coming out. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want him to be in it. You know what? Uh, remember, I, I recommended this movie, like, remember a year at this point ago. It was like some weird movie where these... Well, these people used to like jump from universe to universe through using a stick. Remember, I told you about it. It was uh something worlds. Um, where yeah, that this kid figured out that his he found that his dad was like this kind of soldier that was able to travel through universe through universes, and like this girl tried. It, it was a weird movie. And I got to show it to you again, but Jack Black was one of his best friends. Jack Black. Or did you notice Jack Black was in Demolition Man? Yes, he was. He wasn't one of the police, right? What? No, he, no. What he was, was one of the the renegades. The oh, he was. Yeah, he was one of the apoc- uh, like post apocalyptic soldiers. <laughs> it was so funny because I remember him talking about it. He said I was watching an interview with him the other day, and he had said something like that he did not think they were ever going to use him, and then they finally like. They were going to use him, and they were like, where are you? And like, what? <laughs> <laughs> where are you? Yeah, he missed the whole thing, and, he, and then they were like, where are you? They're waiting for you on the set. Like, what? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, that's that was crazy. But you know what else is? I, I also mm. found out, which, all right, guys, if you're going you're gonna to be a little bit sad about Nick with this one. Sad about Nick. Sad about Nick. He has not watched Encanto. <laughs> but <laughs> it was announced... I think today, if I'm not mistaken, that uh, we don't talk about Bruno has become the first Disney song to hit the top 100, hot 100 in 29 years to be number one. So before that, prior to that, the only one that's been number one was um, the Aladdin song. Uh, Are you kidding me? 
No, the Will Smith one or the actual version? Like the no, original? no, the 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 actual. Wow. Yeah, a whole new world by Aladdin. That was the last one that hit number one, the top one hundred. Wow. And <laughs> and people were like, "Oh, what about Frozen?" And like, let it go, let it go. Just the highest it hit was five. That's weird. And then uh, the soundtrack mm-hmm. hit one. Uh, num- has been number one album in the top album charts. Top 100 album charts. For Encanto? For Encanto. Well, I mean... That, I think that is beautiful because... Mm. One, because we're Latino and, 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 and a Disney movie that is very representative of Latino, even though it's very regional to the Colombian culture, mm-hmm. I love the fact that we're the, it's getting that everybody, the, no matter who who is part of that culture or don't know it or just love it because of the music and everything that it came from, from the story that is able to resonate that much to hit top 100. Honestly, like this makes me kind of excited. I mean, I haven't watched the movie, but cause I remember I did ask that question about, you know, movies that movie you felt was made for you. Yeah. I asked that just generally. And uh, somebody hit me up and they were like, they said this movie. I'm like, wow, it's such a recent movie. Why did this movie speak to you so much? And it's because they're Colombian. And in my head, I'm like, that gets me excited because that means I want to learn about all the cultures. I want to learn how even in, because I'm Hispanic, just feels like such a generalized thing to say about, like, because there's so many subsets of being Spanish. Oh, yeah, of course. That just because I'm Spanish doesn't mean I know. Colombian. Colombian. Venezuelan, Argentina, Peru, you know, Peruvian. And like all these different. Mexican. Yeah, I don't, I don't know their culture. I don't know, like, specifically their culture like that. Or, or I might not know it if I didn't grow up that way or I didn't have a lot of friends that go to the houses like that. I don't know it. So being Hispanic feels like super generalized. So I would love to see not only Spanish cultures, but just any culture. Even so- sociological cultures within, well, the. I'm just saying I would like to see the representation of all these different cultures and different movies like that because I, I want to learn. Yeah. And. It, it makes me excited but, because I would love to also see Dominicans like yeah. one day maybe represented in this way. Like maybe, you know, like, like, uh, you know, don't talk about Bruno's a bachata or something like, yeah. It's, <laughs> and, and, and that's the greatest thing about it. When you said that, it's like people that see themselves in movies are something that they, how would you say that, that resonates with them? How, mm-hmm. how do you say it? Um, I forget how I said Resonate, I mean, no way. Not resonates, but that, that was made for them. Made for them, yeah. Yes. And and what's great about this movie on top of that, and I know we discussed it, and I just want to mention that, mm-hmm. I don't know if we did, was that one of the characters, Luisa, which is one of the older sisters of Mirabel, she, she has, she's a very muscular figure. Mm-hmm. She has a very muscular structure because of her, her powers. Mm-hmm. And you don't know how many women... And what I love that they were like, listen, they've made a movie that normally they look down upon when somebody's super muscular, but no, they made her powerful, soft, uh, vulnerable. She has, um, um, she has complexities to her. Mm-hmm. Depending once you hear the song and you get to know the story, there's so many layers to her. And there was women like they've never made a movie that I see myself in, based on my body structure, because people that normally look like me. Are never on screen, or if they are, they're either made fun of, or they're downplayed, or they're just set in the background somewhere. But now, like this, this is the second biggest song coming up because I think this one's number it hit number seven mm-hmm. in the top one hundred. Let's uh, we don't talk about Bruno it hit number one, and and I also told you was that um, 
I guess whoever did the marketing or prior marketing to Disney mm-hmm. were thinking of the idea that the the most popular item merch that was going to be sold was Isabella dolls. And in essence, it, it backfired them because now there's a such high demand for Luisa dolls that they're like, I, I don't know if they're going into production to sell them, to make them, trying to keep up with the demands. But I'm like, I love that. I'm like, you, that's so inclusive that there's people telling you like, this is, this person represents me. This person, that who that's who I see as an idol yeah. in this movie. And and funny enough, like a lot of people didn't like Isabella from like people like I. She's pretty, but she was annoying as fuck. <laughs> and but she has her she. And the great thing is that on the surface, you you think she's annoying, but then once you get into the songs and everything else, she has her own layers of 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 Complexity, skin yeah. complexities, which is great because there's people that. That and I don't want to ruin the movie that are they said don't. to that. <laughs> all right, there's all right. So, the best way to say when people are set to a certain standard, mm. they try their best or do whatever they can to keep that standard at all times, even if it's at the risk of their own mental health. Yes, I, I get what you're saying. Okay, perfectionists, yeah, and and, and literally every time they announce her name, they always say something with perfect with it or like. They they like she's the perfect one or whatever, but that's that's how it is. So this, even this movie is amazing. I've seen it countless times. The music is amazing, and I that's what I just wanted to touch base on. That I love the fact that something that was one was crazy that was so overlooked when it came in theaters that people were like, oh, I kind of saw it or whatever. But when it went to streaming, it just blew up because a lot of the due to the pandemic and people not going to theaters. This shows that this movie had a higher, bigger impact than they assumed. But when, once it hit streaming, because now... Yeah, it was are, very slow paced because, like, I remember when it first came out, I just didn't really know anything about it. And I just, I didn't hear too many people talking about it. And in my head, I'm like, is this going to be... Because, I mean, obviously, there's been, there's been all these weird... There's been uh, all these movies coming out, and you hear about some and not others, which I find... Like, for example, obviously, when, um, when Soul came out, that was a thing. That was around Christmas around the time, so it was huge. Yeah. And then you Luca came out, and I didn't hear anybody talk about Luca, but then I find out a bunch of people watching Luca. Luca went straight to streaming, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But that's what I'm saying. You didn't really... People watched it, but you didn't hear people it, talking about watching yeah. it. Then you find out a lot of people watched it. But then and when Canto came out, you're like, okay, it just seemed like another movie, but there was nobody really chatting about it. And now that it's been a couple of weeks, I'm like, whatever, a month or so, I'm like, people are just mad at me that I'm like, how could you have not watched it? Like, and I think there's two things to that. When because one, all right, so the three movies you mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, Soul, uh, okay. Luca, and Encanto. Yes, Soul was it was very it's a very heavy hearted movie talking about redemption and uh, purpose. Yeah. with that, Luca, uh, it was uh, being your true self around everybody else. Even though if you have to hide yourself at the beginning, Encanto is uh, generational trauma and how to recover from it. The 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 three things about that that separates those other than the story is that Soul, his passion was music it was it was about music. So, but there was never really no music played. Luca, there was no music at all. There was no there was no song cut out cutscenes to a song part that they sang. Encanto was the only one. That had musical numbers in it, so it had a catchy tune with it. Even though the story itself was amazing, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. on its own. I think that people were were like, I love the music. I love the music. Let me hear the music more. So when people started hearing the music and how the the TikTok trends, people start doing dances to it, <laughs> remix to it. You get me? So you're already attaching something that's a movie that's a great story structure. Then you're putting musical numbers. Thank you, Lin Manuel Miranda, to adding those those tracks, and then using those that people use as social media to use as a way of communication. Because one other than music is one of the universal communicators that people could associate with. Because not not many people listen to sports, mm. watch sports. I mean, now everybody sees and watches the same TV shows. That everybody watches the same movies. But usually, music goes across culturally, no matter what it is, depending on the beat, the lyrics, and everything else. So I think that people were resonating with that. So that's one thing why I think that crossed over a lot better and got. I think it was going to get the hype it was, but I think the music itself amped it up to another level because mm. the music fucking bopped. That's the thing. The, all the <laughs> most of the tracks were fucking fire in this whole song, the whole fucking soundtrack. Mm. I have the soundtrack on, on Spotify that I play, for my, <laughs> I play for my daughter when 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 she has no screen time when I'm like just chilling in the house. And funny enough, when she hears the music, she starts looking at the TV, but it's off. She's like, and she looks and she's like, what the fuck? I hear the music. Where is it? <laughs> Show me the scene. So yeah, it's so funny because uh, I I do have a genuine love for musicals. Like, and it's so funny because one of the ones that I listened to the most recently, um, I've never watched a movie. Which was that? Showman, the greatest showman. Uh, and I love that. I you can l- watch I, it. There's no, I just, wa- I just think it's funny that I literally have seen. Let me see. Okay, so the ones that I watched the most from that movie are um, Cats. What is it? Cats. Let me Cats. Musical? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the, the songs I listen to the most because I do. I, I like to listen to musicals in the car sometimes when I'm driving. But one of the the songs that I listen to, and mind you, I've never seen the movie, so I listen to the. Um, Obviously, the one the the one that the beard lady sings. Yes. Um, the one where uh, Zac Efron sings to Zendaya uh, when they're in the about being together. Yes. Okay. The one. Uh, so how many tracks? You think at least four? It's like four tracks. Four tracks. Four different like, tracks in that movie. Out of like the nine that they do, I think. And I literally like have never seen the movie, but I feel like I know what's going on in the movie because of the four tracks I watched. But oh, trust me, I learned. I learned that fucking mistake i learned that no i know there's always more to it yeah no 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 i i i learned Mm -hmm. all right so like how you said that you listen to the musical so many times that if they you play the music if they you play the movie the minute you hear the the the, the beat go on you're like i know what part of the movie i know the song track so with me i funny enough i experienced this fucking weekend as well with dear evan hansen (laughs) so i've listened to the musical i wasn't haven't been able to go to the, the the theater show because uh, I think when they were about to go in, into town, come into Orlando, mm-hmm. I think that's when the pandemic hit and they stopped all shows. And I haven't, I don't know, I haven't yeah, followed right. up yeah. to see if they were coming back. But I've heard the album from front to back because one of my one of my coworkers suggested it. It's like, listen to the album and then go to the show or go to the show, whatever. So I was like, I listened to the album. So I, I got addicted to the album because the, the music was on track and the storytelling from what I'm understanding was great. So... I was like, you know what? It's on Prime. Let me put this on, and fucking, you know what I mean? Let me. I was. I, I think we. I just came from dinner. Oh, that was the same night we came from dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, let me make some Moscow mules, have a couple of drinks, and just enjoy the music and the movie. 
and how much fucking garbage shit that was. <laughs> Listen, I was I I would have suggested this. I was on the verge of suggesting as a, one of our uh, um, home theater editions reviews, and I can't fucking have you go through that, suffer through that pain that I did. It's so funny because I really, I like musicals. I do. Um, however, when you told me the story about how he kind of got everything like out of out of what do you call it? Um, strong, like his father strong armed a lot of it. Um. I don't know, I just, I really, and I saw the poster. The poster was what really got me. I'm like, I'm not interested. No. And it's weird how, like, little things like that sell me or not sell me and stuff, but when you told me a little story about how he really kind of got the role, like, he really didn't, like... Oh, how the movie, the produ- all the behind the scenes before the production of the movie? Everything with that? Yeah, like, like how the, he with got ben the Platts. role. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, so, yeah, there was a, so yeah, there was a thing, story I, I was, there was a whole story behind it, and I don't want to get more no, into but, it. No, but it's just, and then I saw the poster. And I don't know why the po- like him playing that character felt so weird. Where I'm just like, I'm not. In- I just lost interest. And you know what? That wasn't even the worst part. I I I, I knew that coming in. And I'm like, uh, there's gonna be some some so much past uh, prosthetics in his arm, his face to make him look younger. That I'm like, oh whatever. But I'm like, you know, I'm gonna look past it because I really want to get to like the whole how the whole movie played out based yeah. off of the theater. Uh, Broadway show, sorry, and the mixing was the worst thing I've ever fucking seen in a musical. You mean the transition between songs? No, not the tr- transition between songs mm. was not bad. The mixing, I mean, is that everything, every all the songs that they sang, the beginning was start good because the music is building up, but the when the once the music, the background music goes. Mm. You don't hear the you don't hear the vocals at all, <laughs> and and I was like at first I was like oh maybe he's the character is shy so they're trying to play off that tone. No, every fucking song was that was drowned out by the but it's drowned out by the music by the background noise everything, and there's even points that there were he was either doing like a speech he was doing a speech, and like I was saying that like he was he was very nervous so he kind of like mumbled his words or fumbled his words. And even then, like you like literally and I'm like, what the fuck is he saying? So then I'm like, you know what? Let me put the captions on. Cause if, if I can't hear the fuck what the fuck they're saying, at least I can read it. No fucking caption either. So I went through an hour and a half of just making fucking Moscow meals and figuring out the shit that's going on in the movie. Then until the music hits. And when I heard the music, I'm like, oh, they're in this part. And I'm like, I know what they're talking about now. Oh man, it was such a shit show, man. <laughs> you know I'm gonna you're get just mad. You're mad because it, was, it wasn't. It, you were excited about it. I was excited about it. And and I think that's what it was. Yeah, I was excited about it because you know I me. Mean? It was it, it was a musical that I, I appreciated based off the soundtrack that I heard, and then to give me that <sighs> was disappointing. We just keep keep it real right here. <laughs> it's all good. All right, all right. Last topic before we get into it. So. uh Doctor Strange in the multiverse, multiverse of Madness Synopse confirms alternate realities. Okay. So the most recent um, synopse that came out for it was in the Marvel Studios, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. The MCU unlocks the multiverse and pushes its boundaries further than ever before. Journey into the unknown with Doctor Strange, who, with the help of mis- mystical allies, both old and new, 
traverses the mind-bending and dangerous alternate realities of the multiverse to confront a mysterious new adversary. So with that coming out recently, and you, we already seen the trailer. If you see No Way Home, there's a trailer of the multiverse of madness afterwards. Mm-hmm. And one of the vi- one one that looks like it's supposed to be a villain is uh, Supreme Stream, uh, 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 Strange Supreme, which I think it might be where people are alluding to that it's from the What If series, yeah, TV show. That it might be him. So if it is him, and they already announced this synopsis, you e- he's either going to be a secondary villain opposed to the main villain that they haven't announced yet. I thought the main villain was gonna be um, what's his name, the one that was his, the one that was Bardo, Bardon, Morgan. Oh, was it? Yeah, Baron Mor- Mor- Mordo. Mm-hmm. He's in it. He was a trailer, but we he will face off. He was gonna be like another character. He's gonna be like multiple. It's gonna be like Spider Man. It's gonna be like several villains because you have because you have um, uh, Wanda Maximoff. Uh, not Maximoff. Uh, you have a uh, Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. Wanda. Uh, then you have um, what was her name? She's she's being introduced now. Um, America Chavez. So they're gonna be now. You have two superheroes working alongside Doctor Strange. So you can't have just like one. You can have multiple so each of them can battle one. Mm. So I feel like Barden and then and Strange Supreme are gonna be battling Wanda and <clears throat> uh, America Chavez. Mm-hmm. So that Doctor Strange and take on the big bad. Which we haven't announced yet. We don't know yet. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. A, so now with that, gonna be a ride. yeah, it's gonna be a crazy ride because now that they're saying that they're gonna go through multiple realities, and they've been, and I think in the past what month, yeah, because search, uh, mostly for the past month has gotten more intense since mm-hmm. Spider Man No Way Home came out, and knowing that Disney's owns a lot of the almost all owns Fox, so all anything Fox property that they did with Marvel. Or it's gonna be either they're gonna recast they're gonna cast him again as cameos while he's traveling to multiple realities and just stepping foot, staying a few moments, and then leaving in those realities. They already confirmed. Supposedly, they conf- I, if I'm not mistaken, they confirmed that there is gonna be an X Men, a Fox X Men character that's gonna be in the Multiverse of Madness. Well, when they like, um, I don't mean I don't know if it was fan art where it looked like. Um like Xavier was holding him, holding Doctor Strange hostage or something. It might be. I mean, I don't know. The thing is, I it's gonna be interesting because now, okay, so this movie has a lot to do, and I really hope it pulls it off because it looks like it's gonna show you all the alternative, all the alternative options of characters, right? Yeah. Which is fun. Which is you know something they could do, but it's also looks like it's gonna try to establish those characters existing in in. In our universe. And yes. that's the tricky part where I was like, wait a minute. So th- let's say if they show us um, uh, Fantastic Four from another universe, but they also going to somehow have to confirm that that same group is going to be in this universe. Exactly. So that's the tricky part, which I can't wait to see if they do that. Like basically alternative. Character. Alternative with, with World 1 or 616 or 616. I feel like maybe they could do that by showing the uh, Tom Cruise version of Iron Man. Iron Man. And he says, well, certain people, like, those characters exist, like, like Spider-Man, you're going to have that same people exist in our universe and somewhere else. Yeah. So, obviously, we lost our Iron Man. That's theirs. Yeah. And but then, they already got that confirmed with Sony, with uh, Spider-Man. What do you mean? 
that there's different Spider-Mans. In no, different no, 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 of course, that's what I'm saying. So now you're going to have to expand, like... No, but so like you have to explain show... if, they, if they have... Yeah, I understand. So if they have Tony... If they have Tom Cruise as Tony Tony Stark here, you're already like, oh, uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was our Iron Man in this universe. Yeah. So now if you'd be like, oh, there's a Fantastic Four, I'm like, well, who the fuck is our Fantastic Four? Does that mean we're, we have one? We, that, fuck yeah, we're going to have no, one. No, that's what I'm saying. That's a good question. Like, wait, does that mean that they exist in our world? Yeah. Or mutants, where it's like, wait a minute, does that mean we have mutants in our world? Yeah. Like, so it's like, they, that's going to be, I feel like that's going to be the constant question of when they show characters from other movies, it's like, does that mean that yeah, those, they, they exist they in exist our world in, as well? Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but that this new synopsis of it, it's going to raise a lot more questions of who's really going to be released into it. But like that, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at from my mom's garage or email us at fmmg.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, thoughts, or concerns, or any topics you want us to discuss. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, bring a friend. See you next week, guys. Later.